Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Let's get the opinion of someone who's actually played Test cricket, understands it a little bit more than we do, Coons. And we have a special bent tonight towards the Victorian Shield team, and we always do on Sports Day. We had Sam Harper on last week, and tonight's guest is even more high profile. His name is Peter Hanscom. He's won Shield titles, played 20 tests, and he's currently enjoying, well, some downtime in the BBL window. Pete, welcome to Sports Day. Oh, mate, it's an absolute pleasure to be on here. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you, mate. All right, can we get your opinion? I don't think you're probably in the mix to open the batting for Australia anytime soon, albeit maybe in the middle order. Who should replace David Warner when he retires, do you think? <laughs> uh, just straight to it, Tommy. I love it. Um, <laughs> mate, honest, I think opening is, is quite a um, quite a special spot and, and it's, tough to, it's tough to go from batting in another spot to opening, um, especially at Test Cricket. So I think there's, there's three guys in line that are... Uh, that are ready to take the spot um, when Davy uh, when Davy retires, and um, you know of those three, I'd obviously love to see Marcus Harris do it because he's a Victorian. He's been making bulk runs for, for bulk years uh, with us, um, you know. So hopefully he can he can get the nod and, and we can see what he can do. Good stuff. So you start off with a hard question and then you peg it back from there, Pete. So tell me how you've been pl- how you've been spending your time now since the Shield season came to a halt. What about a week ago? Um, what have you been doing? How have you been spending it? And um, and how have you been enjoying the time off? Oh, it's the summer of golf now, Maureen. Uh, <laughs> you know that. So I'll be, uh, I'll be trying to get out on the course as much as possible. But um, no, mainly just using this time to to refresh. Um, obviously keep my skills up just in case uh, anything does come up over the next couple of months. But it, it's a good time to, to enjoy a few days off, um, get away with the family, uh, but also then... Uh, get get in the gym and, and sort of use this time as a bit of a pre-season because uh, while I'm playing back-to-back seasons both here and in and county cricket in Australia, in England, uh, I don't get a lot of time to look after the body. So, so this is sort of my moment for that. So we were just discussing, you know, who comes in after the SCG test and there is no shield cricket to be played. So I want it to be judged on, on form currently, but we can't really do that given there's no cricket. Is there? Is it frustrating as a player to have a sort of stop-start season like that? I mean, you mentioned you can get in the gym now and play a bit of golf, so um, it's probably not killing you. But is it is it somewhat frustrating that you get a start and then sit around and then have to resume in Feb? Um, not really, I think. The fact that we're we're stopping for a competition like the Big Bash is is quite fair. Um, you know, it's one of the better domestic competitions around the world, and uh, and we've seen over the years how how good it can be. So, the fact that the other competitions stop is is perfectly fine. Um, and 
you know, most players, most players are still playing cricket. They're still out in the middle. They're playing in front of big crowds. So they're training their their bodies that way and their minds that way. So, if, you know, even if it is a different format, if they do get called up, there's uh, they've still been playing cricket and they understand what what the feeling is like when uh, when they get out onto the ground. I find it unusual, Pete, that three of Victoria's top six who've all played Test cricket, yourself, Marcus Harris and Will Pekoski, Pekoski by his own choice, I think, aren't playing Big Bash. Why, why do you think this is? Uh, I don't know, Tommy. Um, I wish I wish I knew because then I'd be able to work on it and get, <laughs> get back into the Big Bash scene. But, um, you know, obviously there's, there, there is a reason behind it. You know, potentially our stats aren't aren't quite what they uh, what they want to be, or you know, teams teams have their balance and, and they have similar players to to who we we would be and who we would replace, and you know, they've gone down other avenues. So there's there's plenty of reasons. Um, it is a bit of a shame that you know the three of us can't uh, can't play in the Big Bash this year, but you know, we uh, we get to. We get to play for the Mighty Saints on the weekend and, and uh, try and get them to the top of the table. You know, do you think? Um, do you think in? I'm not maybe not talking about you specifically, but in a player's pursuit of becoming a Test cricketer and red ball cricketer and learning the long form way of batting and improving yourself um, in that arena, you might sacrifice actually some of your T20 skills, which potentially um, you didn't earlier on in your career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Well, I mean. Speaking personally, I know you're sort of asking about uh, overall, but yep. personally, the last few years I've, I've been pushing a lot more in that red ball, uh, that red ball game, and um, honing my skills, going over to England, uh, you know, trying to trying to deal with the swinging and seaming ball over there, and yeah, potentially that's uh, that's the detriment of to the detriment of my my white ball game, um, and you know, potentially you see you see it the other way as well, where players put a lot of time and effort into their white ball game and, and the red ball game um, struggles a little bit. So it's, it's kind of a give and take and, and really we only see the best players in the world uh, get to play all, all three formats, which is pretty impressive. So you're honing your skills with the red ball. You mentioned going to England. Do you still uh, harbour those aspirations to get back into the test side? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm only... I'm, I say only, but I'm only 32 and, and I think in... in the cricketing world, um, that's that's still quite young. We've seen a lot of players now, and, and Uzi's the the big the big role model for us older players is, is that we can still still have a good Test career, um, even even if we get back into the side at, at 34, 35, 36. I think there's still that opportunity, and you know what we've seen from the selectors uh, is that they're going to pick at Test cricket. They want to pick the the best team to play at all times, um, and if that's a 35-year-old who's making runs um, or bowling well, then they're going to go with that um, that player. So it's it's a good time. Uh, it's a good time to be an older player and, and playing as long as we're consistent and making runs. So do you get feedback regularly from Australian selectors? Because from we speak to a number of players who seem to be on the fringe, uh, and, and some are contracted players with Cricket Australia, but are still playing Shield Cricket. But do you, do you get any feedback from selectors or anyone at Cricket Australia about what to work on to try and get back in? Because the, a lot of people that we speak to say it's, it's reasonably silent. I wouldn't say it's silent, no. I, I had a chat with George Bailey just last week, but 
Um, it's, I mean, it's it's common sense, really. If especially Red Bull in Red Bull cricket, if you want to, if you want to push your case, you've got to make bulk runs and you've got to make them back to back seasons. It's not just a, a flash in the pan kind of season. You've got to do it again and again and again. And that's that's the same with the ball. So that's that's often. That's often the feedback is like, yeah, you, you're doing well, but keep doing it. Um, <laughs> like runs. And then the the other side of that as well is that there has to be a spot available for you. And uh, I saw something this morning, and it could have been a bit of fake news on Instagram, but I think we've got four out of the top five test run scores, scorers throughout the year so far. Yep. So it makes it tough as a batter to, to try and push one of those players out of the, out of the squad. Mm. So there's... There's not a lot of spots available. One of Mitch Johnson's, uh, I guess, veiled swipes at people within the Australian cricket team last week, Pete, was that George Bailey was too close to the team as the selector. You were in India. I assume George Bailey was there at, at the same time. Um, uh, philosophically, how do you like the chairman of selectors to be in terms of proximity with the team? Do you like them with the team or slightly distant and separate? Oh, mate, I'm not, I, don't, I don't really care, to be honest. I don't think it's really a a big issue whether they're made to the team or, or not, as long as when it comes down to to the tough decisions that they're willing to make it. And I think yeah. what we've seen with with George and, and Tony Dottomate and, and Andrew McDonald in this uh, in this setup is that they will make the tough decisions but they're also willing to back in their their squad. Um, and you don't just get a couple of games and then you're out. It's no no no, here you go when you're in see what you're made of, um, give it your best opportunity. So they're actually making it a really good environment where you're not looking over your shoulder the whole time thinking, is this my last game? That You're actually like, all right, I've got, a, I've got a crack at this. I'm going to make the most of it. If a BBL club came and called you now and said, come and play for us, would you jump at that chance? Uh, it depends if I've got reception on the golf course or not. <laughs> <laughs> if the phone call doesn't come through, it doesn't come through. So, um, I'll see, I'll see. Uh, it's... I mean, it depends on what time. Um, if they want me to play or just come in and sit on the bench, there's there's a lot to consider, especially when this is a really good time for me to, to spend with my family. Uh, and just on Will Pekoski, before we let you go, Pete, it's great to see him back and, and starting to get into some good form. What, what do you think the future holds for Will and how is he going? Will's going really well. He's going really well. He had a bit of a hiccup at the start of the season. Um but since then, been working really hard and, uh, you know, whatever he's done since then seems to be putting him in a really, really good place. Uh, you know, I think it's still, uh, it's still, a, it's still a tough one um, with him and Craig Victoria and we, we need to make sure that we keep looking after him and keep those conversations uh, open um, so that we make sure everyone knows sort of what's going on and, and, and how both sides are feeling. But uh, he's, He's never seemed so happy on the on the cricket field um, from what I've seen anyway. So I'm I'm excited with with what he's doing at the moment, and, and hopefully that's a really good side for the for the rest of his career. You know what I've noticed, Pete? I noticed that when you talk about cricket, you're, you're pretty excited, like you're happy to talk some cricket for a while. But three times you've mentioned golf, and every <laughs> time you mention golf, your voice just gets a little bit higher, and you get a little bit more excited. Oh, yeah. So how is your golf going? Ah, uh, well. It's it's steady, Jesus steady. I was duck hooked a couple off the off the tee today, but oh. um, 
Overall, not bad. But I just can't get the three facets working on the same day. It's only just two out of three. <laughs> I've heard that before, Pete. We'll watch over hit soon. Really appreciate your time. Have a good Christmas, and we'll speak to you in the new year. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it.